Okay, so basically it started out as this little thing. And I didn't really think it was going to go anywhere, but then she asked me to commit. And when she did that, my brain just kind of went... And she said, she said, boy, I know you're a bird and I ain't going to clip your wings, but you're going to love me the right way. Or I tell you what, she said... She said, or I'm gonna leave. So the story goes like this. It goes a little bit like one, two, one, two. So I said to myself, I said, well, shit, get it together, kid. You gotta let her know that you're in it. And if you don't, you know she's gonna go out the same goddamn door that she came in. You gotta change the way you think. Here we are. What happened? <laughs> what do you mean? We uh, we were supposed to do this like a month ago. Yeah. What happened? Life happened. Yeah, big time. Um. Life happened, and then I changed my mind. So. Yeah. Put it on me. We've got an episode out there, and no one's ever gonna hear it. Maybe. <laughs> that, I got drunk during that episode. <laughs> and I'm on my way now. <laughs> Might happen again. Okay, so I don't think we need to introduce ourselves, do we? I feel like people know who we are. Yeah, that's cool. They've probably been waiting for this because we said it was coming. And then we edited the whole other podcast. We did the whole thing. And then we listened to it. And then we sat on it for like two weeks, and we didn't like it, and so here we are with a new episode one. Yes. Okay. What are we talking about today? Marriage. Marriage. Which we said we weren't going to <laughs> yeah. focus on. We said we weren't going to do so that. we're going to get it out of the way. All right. Okay. So we'll talk about marriage then. Um, why are we doing it? Why are we talking about marriage after we said we weren't going to? Well, I didn't want this to be a focus on marriage every single week or every single episode, but I think I at least have a lot of thoughts on the topic. Yeah. And I think it's relevant. And a lot of people ask us how we find time to do all the things that we do, and so let's just talk about it. Yeah, we do a lot of shit. Um so, well, let's just, let's dive right into marriage then. Um, how old were we when we got married? We got married really young. So I was 20. You were 20 because I was 20 Remember we were worried about the security guard not letting you drink at the wedding? Yes. I was ready to fuck that guy didn't up end if up he didn't being let an you issue, drink. But we were, we were good. Yeah. Yeah. We got married really young. Super young. Yeah, but now I'll add, though, while we got married young, I feel like I knew I wanted to marry you, though. Like, <laughs> you feel like yeah. you do? Do you, yeah. think, do you think you do? After almost seven <laughs> years of marriage, I've decided that I feel like We're I made good. the right decision marrying you. Yes. Yeah. No, um, the, no. <laughs> marriage is not a bad thing. I knew I wanted to spend 
the rest of my life with you, put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I'll preface all of this conversation with saying I don't regret necessarily getting married, but I regret getting married. Right. Like (laughs) I wish we would have understood that at the, at that age, marriage means nothing. Right. Like, it wasn't necessary to live how we wanted to live. Yeah. But we did it anyway. We've been married for almost seven years. Mm-hmm. We've known each other for ten. ten plus. Ten, yeah. So, I mean, it all worked out. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think, think, it, I think oh. it's interesting because we, we could have easily gotten divorced over the last seven years because of how much we've changed since the day we got married. Fair. I don't know a lot of people who could weather some of the bullshit that we've weathered together. And not just like necessarily financial problems or (laughs) marital problems, but like we're completely different people. Yeah, I was going to say, not necessarily... I'm sure people have have weathered a lot of issues or, or problems in their marriage and are happy. Sorry, am I not loud enough? You're not. I'm not catching your waves. Oh, okay. It's fine. I got you now. There you are. <laughs> okay. I lost my... Oh, um, I, but I think what we went through was just, I'm definitely not who I was seven years ago, and I don't think anybody should be, um, but we, we really did change drastically in, in how we do things. Yeah. And I think back to the way we used to do things and like what we thought when we got married. Right. And it's just not even close to the way we do things now, which is a good thing, but that can break a lot of relationships. It can. And I think what, what had a lot to do with it was it felt like the thing that you were supposed to do. And I know a lot of younger people right now facing that and, a lot of people will laugh at me when, you know, they're 20, 21 and they're about to get married or maybe they're still single and they're like, I'm never going to get married. And me, someone who got married at 20 is saying, you're fine. Take your time. It's not all it's cracked up to be. Not from a negative space, but yeah, you can still be a happy person without a literal contract. Yeah. And I think that that sounds funny when we say that to people because we will have people come up to us and, and they'll talk to us about like, oh, you know, I'm, I don't know, thinking about getting married. And we always answer, just wait, don't do it. Right. Like, and it's not because we don't think you should commit to like people you love or anything, but it's like, there's if no you reason need, to. If you need a legal binding contract to make you feel better about the relationship that you're in, then you probably shouldn't have a legally binding contract, which which is what marriage is. Yeah. And there's so much to learn about somebody when you're 21 years old, 23 years old, 24 years old, the age we were, versus when when you're, you know, five years into that or six years into that. How long were we married when Keys was born? Twenty 
22, 23. I was 23, maybe. So we were married only a handful of years. So just in those few years, though, like your anxiety didn't surface until after Keaton was born. Right. Right. Like you knew it was there. Never told me it was there. And then (laughs) it came out. But after Keaton was born. But Mm -hmm. like you wouldn't. That's not something that like is necessarily an easy change to adjust to. No. Um, it completely uprooted our entire marriage, mm-hmm. um, the, the way we have to process and handle things now. So I don't know. It's interesting. So as our, uh, we got married young, we, we essentially grew up together cause we were kids, right? Yeah, we so were. Yeah. when I, I mean, when I met you, I'll, I'll just preface this whole thing with saying like, when I met you, I just kind of like thought that you know, a boyfriend or a man should be a certain thing. And then, of course, like, I married you. I bought you an engagement ring because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Right, right. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we had a kid because we felt like we were supposed to, or because we were we were ready. I don't think we were ready. No, we're never we ready. No, you're no, you're no, you never are. But no, I think it was all kind of funneled because of just the way we thought things should be, because that's how people think. Yeah, so what changed? Well, we had Keaton, our middle child. We had our we already had Parker, of course. And mm-hmm. for those of you that don't know this, I'm a stepmom. So I became a mom at 20 essentially because I had a what, 4 or 5 year old. Yeah, and l- now let's let's press let let's let's just explain that a little bit. So while we did have Parker, parenting round two was wildly different mm-hmm. because we went from having a shared custody agreement with Parker, where we would have him for two days, we wouldn't have him for two days, and then we'd have him for three days, and um, we lived it up in those. Two days that we didn't have them. <laughs> we were just talking about that the other day. Like we, you know, our live it up is like getting coffee without stress. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like we were, we could still sleep in. Yeah, half of the week we could. Every other weekend was our weekend to go where we wanted, yeah. do what we wanted, things like that. So then Keaton comes around, and how do you, like how did that impact our marriage? Do you think? Um. Having Keaton shook me to my core, essentially. And it, um, without going into detail and hijacking maybe a potential episode. We could talk, yeah. We'll go, <laughs> we'll go, I mean, we'll have so much but, opportunity to go in depth on that. But that process and uh, postpartum anxiety and depression and OCD, which are all very real things, came out of nowhere. Um and made me a different person. And it brought out things in me that I hadn't seen in a really long time and forced me to kind of start over. I, I mean, he, he took a really large mental toll on me and he's the best little thing in the entire fucking world. But that was a very jarring time for me. Um, and that's when I had to actively ask for help and and yeah. just we had to do things differently. It was not like having a five-year-old 50% of the time. <clears throat> it was a brand new person 
needing you 24 hours a day. And that changed our relationship completely. Yeah. And I remember it was, it was fucking hard. It was eight months is what it was. But yeah, I mean, it's still hard. Yeah. I think we're better at it now, but like, Mm -hmm. I remember we were still pretty much like in that honeymoon phase. We were married, we were young yet, and we were like going to start a family. And I remember that was probably the moment in our relationship where I was like, something is wrong. Like this isn't what I envisioned it to be. Sure. Not like something was wrong with us, but like, well, no, but you're, when you're talking about buying a house and getting married and doing all this shit, nobody ever says that you're going to have to convince your wife to leave the house with a two week old because her anxiety is surfacing. Right. Right. Like, and it was that moment that I was kind of like, Thing, like we're gonna have to do things differently, and like n- me also as a person, and my I'm gonna have to start thinking differently. Um, do, no, you do. Like, you do. Ha- you have to. And I think um, we're getting a lot better now, um, talking about these things and shedding a more realistic view on becoming a parent and making the conscious decision to have a child. But I would say. Even four or five years ago, when I had Keaton, it it wasn't nearly as talked about. Um, no, as it is now. You no. know, you're you're you buy into this idea that you're going to get married and you have this beautiful dress and the perfect ring. You have the reception. You buy a house. You have kids. It's all shiny, and you get them cute outfits, and it's a good time. And that's not what it was. Yeah. And I think it, we, and we have, we have different backgrounds too. So marriage in your family was essentially grandma and grandpa, Dave and Linda, Mm -hmm. um, which had a very similar marriage to my mom and dad. They reminded me a lot of each other as we were growing up. And, but I remember thinking like, well, that's what those four are doing. My right. mom and dad and Dave and Linda, they're doing this thing, so we should probably also do that thing if we want to be real adults and be married. Right. right. Um, so oh, how, how would you say we define it now? Like, we know where we've come from, and I don't think we need to continue to go into that because, like, it, I'm glad we're not those people anymore, and I'm glad we don't live our life like that. But, like, how do you think... Sp- we've changed? I think we've realized that the typical American dream and life isn't a one-size-fits-all. And we changed the way our relationship worked. We changed the type of like literal physical jobs that we had. We changed how we raised our kids and how we interacted with each other. And we became our own people. You know, we decided that we did not have to fit into a certain mold and we were able to be our own people while coexisting together. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you can explain that better. Okay. Before we do that, (laughs) <laughs> Good night, Noah. <laughs> Speaking of kids. <laughs> Good night. There. Okay. So I think the biggest thing that changed for me, and I think the biggest thing that 
see you in the morning. <laughs> was kids. That's what it was. <laughs> the biggest thing that changed for me, I think, was so I like I said, I knew when I met you I was gonna marry you. Like I wish I would have had a different definition of how I could have spent my life with you and that sure. like Well that's fine. But, like, I was also really scared and insecure and, like, well, if I don't marry her, she could leave me. But, like, you could also leave me right now. Right. Right? So, like, it doesn't matter. It's just going to cost you more money to do it, which also isn't a deterrent. Um, right. So, I think what really changed me and the way I started, like, looking at our relationship was actually after Noah was born. And so, Noah's our third child. He's three now. Um, going on four and it was after he was born that like maybe a little bit maybe while you were pregnant with him actually because it was probably about five years ago that I was like okay like this is how a real relationship looks and works Mm -hmm. and like I'm not above you right you're not above me like um, I remember at one point like you were making more money than me. Right. Which was like, I think somebody, I think we got it stuck on the conversation with somebody at some point in time one night, but somebody was like, doesn't that bother you? And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm buying the same amount of right. records as I would if I was making more money than her, you know, or whatever the case was. So it, for me, it was gradual. Yeah. Um, but I will say, I wish I would have kicked out of some of my, preconceived notions sooner sure the big the 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 money we spent on the wedding Mm -hmm. um who we invited to our wedding um how we defined our marriage you know like I wish I would have kicked out of those things but but it was normal for me so then like Mm -hmm. it was probably when you know between Keaton and Noah that I really like and right around the time you started like asking for help Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll call it um we were like, hey, I can't do this alone, where I was like, okay, I need to change the way that my brain works and the way that I look at this. and Yeah, so. Oh, which is okay, and you, you and anyone else out there shouldn't feel guilt over because that's just something that was normal for so long for people mm-hmm. and indoctrinated in, in people to live a certain way and think and act a certain way. Yeah. So, And, and since we're on the topic... Because it was when Noah was born, I remember we had the conversation about four years ago, having to be ourselves mm-hmm. and having to be individuals. And I feel like since Noah was born, we've been more comfortable in that environment of like being 100% honest with each mm-hmm. other, being 100% uh, about what we like and what we dislike, right? and being individuals. So let's talk about that for a little bit. Like what was going through your mind? Because you brought that conversation to me four years ago. Like you were like, we have to get back to what we were before we were parents. Yeah, I think, and I don't mean this in a negative way, um, but I think that moms in general, women in general, carry a lot of weight and a lot of emotional weight, right? Mm-hmm. So after having those two so close together back to back, at one point when I was finally done nursing and changing as many diapers, I just kind of like came up for air and was like, who the fuck am I? Like, am mm-hmm. I really here just to work all day 
and then feed these kids and sleep and start over. Mm -hmm. So I kind of thought, why can't I be a really great mom or an okay mom and still be my own person without you having to call me a mom first and everything I do start with that prefix, you know? So I think it was just that whole coming down and kind of realizing that I didn't have to let that shape my identity. And I did. I welcomed it. I, I fed into that rhetoric of I'm a mom. This is how I'm supposed to do things. My kids are everything, which they are, but they're not. I'm everything. And when I'm everything, I'm better to them. And I think that's when, you know, I kind of brought up to you, how do we, how do we take care of ourselves better? Because I don't think we are. And eventually, I think that will show in our parenting. Yeah. Yeah, so dead on with the taking care of yourself, and it's going to show in every other aspect of your life. So I, I'm a corporate trainer by day, and I teach this class called Work Simply, How to Be More Productive at Work. And I think I was actually teaching it right around the time we were having this conversation. So mm -hmm. I was familiar with the topic. Um, and one of it, and, and one of those things was like, if you're not doing the things to energize yourself, then you're not of value to your partner, to your children, um, to your, to your family. Um, and the thing that really struck me was like, I think by the time the boys were born and, and, you know, we were kind of in the swing of things, I had dawned on me that like, I hadn't played music in like five years, mm -hmm. you know? I hadn't written any poetry in a couple years. Um, I hadn't really done anything outside of go to work, make money, come home, pay the daycare bill. Right. And then and, and, and do, do the thing. So when you talk about the, those, those things like becoming an individual, share with people what, was, what is it that makes you an individual? What were those things that you discovered four or five years ago? that you were like, these are the things that define me and whether or not Ben likes it or my friends like it, like these are the things I'm going to do. Yeah, I think, like you said before, this like realization was, will you get me one? Was very gradual. Um, but I started, you know, when I had that realization of, okay, I've, I've got to start over here. I, I can do more than just feed these damn kids. I started to think back to, all of the things I cared about before I met you. And you didn't necessarily take those things away from me, but as we stated before, we, we changed a lot. And I started to remember how passionate I was about certain things. And I fucking love politics. And I used to canvas and I used to volunteer and I like to read books. And my God, at one point in my life, I actually wrote, you know, short essays and, and poems and I hadn't cracked that out since even before the wedding and sure. and I just was like who did I used to be and what do I find myself diving into and reading about when I'm <laughs> up late at night with these kids and you know who who am I take the motherhood out of it take the wife out of it what do I like to do what makes me happy and what do I see myself doing in, in, 10, 15, in 10 or 15 years? And what am I caring about? And 
what am I showing my children? You know, what am I? And that's just kind of how it all, it all came to me. And we laid it on each other, what, what we wanted to do with our lives and Mm -hmm. how it was more or less a conversation of not necessarily give and take. It was, I want to do these things. How do we split it up without taking away from each other? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, when I met you, I was in desperate need of change. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I got a beer spill. Um, so I think I was actually able to take that opportunity, like, when you came to me, and I was able to craft, like, who I wanted to be moving forward. Right. 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 Like. Not necessarily a rewind, but, like, mm-hmm. a combination of. Yeah, I knew I wanted to play music again, you know, but I knew I didn't want to be involved with the people that I had been involved with, you know, prior to to um, meeting you. And I knew I wanted to read more than what I was. I knew I wanted to write poetry again. But, like, ultimately, I knew that I wanted to be known differently than, like... So, at that time... Uh, a lot of people, like, because you were having babies. Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of people were asking, like, your mom and, and shit about, like, the babies. And we were constantly hearing, like, oh, my God, she married Ben Lee and had kids with him. <laughs> and I was like, fuck you guys. Like, I don't, you know, whoever it is that was saying that, like, I think we heard that a 100 fucking times back then. But, like, I remember just being like, no, like, I'm a good partner. At the time, I didn't use the term partner. I used the term husband. Mm-hmm. I don't. We don't like. We don't like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was like, no, I'm a good partner. Like, I don't have to be known for what I was known for right. when I married you, which was like at the time, chain smoking cigarettes, writing sad songs, <laughs> like drinking coffee. I instead had this vision for the person who I wanted to be, and like I was just able to like go after that. What I appreciate about our marriage, our partnership, is that I don't have to feel silly. I think I told you once, there's like a, um, there's a Circus Survive song, and the lyric is, I felt free, um, or I cried in your arms for the last time, and I felt free, um, off, of, off of one of their records, Blue Sky Noise, and... I always felt like I could be my honest, true self with you. So, like, Mm -hmm. when we were like, hey, we have to be individuals. We can't just be mom and dad. I remember thinking, like, if there's anyone in the world that I can make a dork out of myself in front of, Mm -hmm. try new things in front of, like, and just craft myself into a totally different person than what I was five years ago, it would be Tiffany. So, like, that's when we got on board with kind of like the things that we believe that not necessarily our families believe, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you go talk to my mom and dad or, or, or grandma, (laughs) grandma Linda, and then you come talk to us, right? People are going to be like, y'all are related. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, so like we've truly become individuals, I feel like, and, and not just individuals in our marriage, but like, 
an individual partnership away from the rest of our life. Like, Mm -hmm. not that I think we're an island or we've isolated ourselves, but like... We found a way to make things work mm-hmm. and it might be different than how other people do things or have done things in the past, but it, it works for us. And at the end of the day, we're really happy. Yeah. And I think that like, it's interesting cause like, so I'm just glancing at our notes here and it says, how do we remain individuals and, and how do we grow into our own thing? And like our own partnership is so unique to me because there's things that we've done together that like when I tell people, <laughs> they're like, because I think I think marriages and partnerships are like fascinating. Like sure. when yeah. you talk to different people about, you know, like how does your marriage operate or why do you call your your spouse your partner? And to get into their train of thought, I always find is interesting. Um, and one of the things I always like, that people find interesting that I share with them is that we don't have a microwave. <laughs> like, and it seems so random and silly, but like in our house, it's, it's, it's normal, right? Like right. I'll, they'll be like, well, I don't why, like, why are you so excited to have an Instapot? And I'm like, because I can make burritos again. <laughs> Super fast. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, put them in the microwave. And I'm like, I don't have a microwave. And they're like, what? <laughs> And then, like, I always, it just makes me smile because I, like, I remind myself, like, I wouldn't be a vegetarian if it weren't for you. Right. Like, I wouldn't, I would have a microwave. I think before you moved in with me, all Parker and I ate were, like, corn dogs and shit. Yeah, I mean, I was part of that team, too. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, it's just interesting to me because, like, people are like, wait, how do you live without a microwave? And I'm like, well, my wife actually taught me how to cook. And they're like... Okay, but you don't have to know how to like. You can still have a microwave. I'm like, yeah, but like, she and it was you. You were like, I want to get rid of this big honking ugly gray well, yeah, thing I was on just, our counter. I was just gonna say, <laughs> let me just insert that the removal of the microwave from our lifestyle was not for hippie reasons. It was honestly because of my OCD and my love for a clean kitchen and counter space that I didn't want to fucking put it anywhere. So I said, we're going to move this in the garage. And if we absolutely don't go running for it because we need it for like what? Three, five, months three four five months no 30 days you were was like it 30 days, 30 days. yeah Let's... i was on a real big kick for a while yeah. and i said if we don't go running onto the garage for it we're done with it and we didn't so yeah and i think those are things just want you to know i'm not judging you if you have a microwave i just don't like storing it yeah 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 <laughs> like microwave your burritos that's fine it's like they're still not great out of the instant pot but like i'm gonna go back to baking them but um i just think that that's like a unique thing That is like our own, you know, like I know other (laughs) people don't have microwaves, but like when we talk about like coming into our own, the way we live in this house, like just looking around this house right now, like you wouldn't, if you walked in right now, oh, I guess there's the bulletin board. But if like you walked in and looked around, you wouldn't know three kids live here. Until you walk downstairs. Until you walk downstairs into the playroom. But yeah, yeah, no, for sure. You know, so like when I think about like just crafting something that is extremely unique to both of our like personalities like our relationship is like dead on in that you know like yeah it is unique I think in in the process of you and I giving each other the space to work on ourselves and become 
our own people together, we also kind of crafted and curated this relationship that was also its own apart from, you know, many others. Like yeah. we became individuals, but our relationship changed and became its own thing too. So if we're really individuals, what what are one of the, what's one of the things that you like absolutely love and adore and I can't stand? Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Any fans out there? No spoilers. I haven't watched the episode from Thursday. RuPaul's Drag Race. Which is a silly, yeah. silly, silly uh, example. But no, but I think it's a good one. <laughs> I think it's a good one. I mean, there's also yoga. Like, you've been trying to get me to do yoga I've for so long. I've been doing so yoga long. for eight years, and he's not interested in it. And I don't, that's cool. It's my own thing, though. Like, it's what I get to go do. That nobody else in this house has. Well, like, honestly, like though, like, how pathetic was it when you were trying to stretch me out the other night? Yeah, he's, he's real tight. My legs don't get straight. <laughs> like, it's not a thing. Hey, if Jean ever listens to this, she's going to tell you yoga is not for the flexible. It's for the willing. But I digress. But that's my thing. It's not yours. And that's okay. Sure. I don't care. Yeah. Right? And it's not something that I necessarily, like, want to... Um, uh, like impede on right like because we're we're baby steps i just followed your pet your 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 steps into running a year ago yeah for sure i think you can we can still do things together it's not like we hate each other but you know we we've got our own things that the other just doesn't care for and mm-hmm. you'll listen to me talk about what i'm learning in yoga and yeah. what move i've mastered and how great it felt but it doesn't mean that you're gonna go run out and do it with me and that's okay sure and it's like and it, it, I always ask that because, like, I mean, just a few weeks ago, we we ran into a friend of mine who was, like, an old friend of mine who was, like, you've changed. And you kind of lit him up over that. Like, you were, yeah, like, you were, like, yeah, he did change because people change. That's what they do. But, like, in the same sense, the things that I used to love that maybe you weren't a big fan of, I still love. Yeah. I still love heavy music. Right. I still love loud punk rock. And there's nights where you're like, Ser- seriously, we need to listen to Alexis on fire right now. Yeah. I mean, just now you were futzing with the audio and the whatever. And I'm see, I can't even, I don't even know what it's called. Like that's how much I don't care. Yeah. But you love whatever you just did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I can sit and. I mean, I love going on podcast. You would love going on podcast too. You just haven't done it yet, but you'd love it. Mm. I love like getting into a studio and working with somebody on music for hours on end still. Like I still love that, yeah, doing totally. that thing. And so I think it's like completely possible, um, you know, to like have your own interests and pursue your own things. Um, one of my most favorite things in the whole world is to be alone. Same. Yeah. And so. And not with you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be alone with you either. Like, <laughs> I, I love being alone with you at night. Like, right now, um, there's a time and a place for that. But, like, when I take a day off work, right. I love sitting at the coffee shop alone. I would, like, I would dare to say that there's at least one to two days a week, not full days, but there are one to two moments a week that we purposefully set out. Yeah. To do something alone. Sure. Yeah. Alone, alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and there's, it's, it's all sorts of, I mean, sometimes we'll run together, but sometimes we run alone. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, sometimes we go get coffee together. Like, so, 
it's gonna, we're going to run into one of our friends and they're going to be like, oh, I thought you guys like being alone. Well, we like <laughs> to get coffee together too. But like, it's just one of those things where like, I think you can be your own individual and you can have a partnership that's unique to you, you know? Um, I really enjoy, I just, I just wrote a poem about it the other day, like being alone and walking downtown. Sure. And like in the poem, the, the poem, it goes something along the lines of like, I can walk around this town all by myself. I'll grab a cup of coffee and kick the lonely out. I got a pretty bird and she's at home all by herself. And that's the way we like it alone with our thoughts. And, and like, that's, that's perfectly normal. I think that's a normal feeling to have to want to spend time alone. But we see, we see it though, like in couples where they're always together all the time. And maybe that's also perfectly normal for them. You know, it might be. But I couldn't live like that. Like I could not I could not do that. Like I mean, I can go get a beer with Jason mm-hmm. or something and you don't feel the need to tag along because you don't give a shit about anything Jason and I are about to talk about. Fair. Yeah. And you Fair. know, you can go get a beer with Gene because I don't give a shit about anything you and Gene are going to talk about. Like Love you, Gene. Well, that sounds me. But like, <laughs> it's just not in my wheelhouse, you know. Sure. So it, I just find it super. It's a super interesting conversation. I think when you kind of get into talking to other people about like, how does your marriage work? What are the logistics of your marriage? And you know, um, I, I could go all day, so I'll digress. But like, money sharing and not money sharing. Right. You know, like when people come up to me and they're like, oh no, we don't share money. We have two checking accounts. My mind is blown into an empty Yeah, we've had one shared account since we were babies. Girl, you moved in (laughs) and like my internet was turned off or something and you were like, what is wrong with you? You have money. And I was like, yeah, I just forget to pay shit. And you were like, okay, well, are you going to pay it? And I was like, better yet let's do a joint bank account right now and will you pay it? Right, and it's and, always been that way. And boom, there it was. Like, and yeah. I was like, you know, I could run out of gas with $200 in my wallet. Like, that's just how I am. So, been there, done that. Um, so anyways, I'll, I'll jump off of the being unique individuals so, so people don't think we're too unique and cool. Um, so moving into just some of like the things that we value in our partnership today. Um, why don't you start off? Like, what is, what is, when you think of like the ethos that we try to live by in our partnership, like what, what do you think they are? Fair. Got it. I have notes in front of me. No, I think I wrote down feminism and marriage. And I know when the word feminism rolls off my tongue, some people are going to just like shudder, but that is a completely vital aspect in our marriage because we are a family of all boys and mm-hmm. all males. Yeah. So what is super important to me is that we model a healthy partnership mm-hmm. and a healthy relationship that works with each other, communicates, is vulnerable with each other, and ultimately is healthy. And I think in order to be healthy, we need to set high standards for each other and and be there for each other and allow each other the space to be 
be alone, be our own person, um, but do so in a way that coexists. Let's talk about standards. You hear that in marriage often. Yeah. Low standard, high standard, right? What What are some examples of what well, those things are? Society has some completely low standards for men. Mm-hmm. So let's start there. And yep. this, this is coming from a heterosexual couple. So I understand there are different relationship dynamics out there in the world. But I think it's a fair assessment that we have low standards. You see a photo of a father holding their baby or rocking their baby to sleep. And the internet loses their goddamn minds because they think it's the sweetest thing in the world. And how great that there's one dad out there that is such a good parent. Sure. But you see 500,000 photos of moms doing that exact same thing. And it's normal. And that's just their job, right? So I think that's an example of a low standard. And I think a lot of women, unfortunately, allow that or accept that or think that that's normal. And that kind of flows into when they seek a partner, when they marry a partner, and then how they live their lives with that partner. So with that being said, um, something I jotted down was babysitting. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have, I know people in my life who... Um, I hate babysitting my kids. ...will hesitate to do something because they need to make sure it's okay with their husband or they're seeking permission or, you know, they're just not quite sure if their husband can handle all the kids for a night or can watch all the kids for a night. That's a low standard. The, yeah, okay. You, you did that together. He's a parent just as much as you are, and you deserve to not have to worry about that because would he worry about you? Probably yeah. not. When you say that, you know, has husbands stepping up to the plate, being dads, like taking care of their kids... It always makes me, it always, I always feel like it goes hand in hand with just lazy partners. Like, because even if they don't have kids, those are still the same type of people that I'm, that are often like, they don't do, they, you know, they don't do anything to support their spouses. They don't let them, you know, everything's questioned, you know, whatever the case is. They don't really let them have, you know, just time with their friends or, you know, whatever the case is. But then like, if that gets criticized, you hear, well, one of the low standards I always hear is, well, he doesn't hit me. Right. And that's another one I always hear is like, oh, he doesn't, but he doesn't hit me. I'm like, is that the standard set? Right. That you and it, it you is, know? it is for a lot of people. You know, you feel like I'm, I, I did what I was supposed to do. I got married and well, you know, I'm not getting hit. So <laughs> things are yeah. pretty good. And I think marriage and I think partnership can and should be. A lot more than that. It, yeah. it, it, it A lot more than that. Yeah, I agree. And I think that, I don't know, I, I don't mean to like toot my own horn, but like watching the kids, being with the kids, it was just never, I guess it, it kind of came natural to me because at that point in my life when our kids were young, I was not a fan of people in general. I didn't want to really go out and do anything. Um. And I, I just, like, naturally don't have a lot of friends and like to be alone. Sure. Like, so it was always, it always came easy for me to be like, go do something. I'll stay here with the kids. Fair. I, but I think that even if you're not a person like that, if you make the decision to get married and have a child, that 
um, you go into it understanding that this is this is this is fifty fifty. Yeah, but people like, don't. I know, but you know, we did this together, and just because you're a male does not mean that you're any less capable of caring for this child. Yeah. I mean, now there's you know there's literal moments in time where you know. <laughs> I'm nursing a kid, you know, or I'm nursing a newborn baby. You literally cannot do that. I understand that. Um, mm-hmm. But I think as, you know, children get older, there I, I see a common theme of just a lot of asking for permission, and I feel like that relates to a lack of trust. You know, can I go do this alone? Can yeah. I hang out with my friends? Is my partner capable of watching my children? That even saying that out loud makes me cringe because yes, they are, they should be, or you should not have done that. Yeah. (laughs) But I think that also feeds into this women constantly having to care for the man in the relationship. Right. So, well, you know, I, I, I know so many people that would be, you know, working all day and then, you know, go have dinner with a friend and say something like, Oh, He's home with the kids. Not sure what I'm gonna come home to. It's like, like what about what about when they're like, oh yeah, you know, he's home with the two kids. It's like having three. Right, right, oh, it, honey. He's nuts. not your child. He's not drives your me child. Fucking nuts. God damn. So that's a that's a low standard. <laughs> so something I value in our relationship, going back to the initial question, is doing things down the middle. Mm-hmm. And, and, and sharing the load. And I think that is what, when so many people ask, how are you able, which again is a cringy question, how are you able to do so much? Well, I have a perfectly capable partner that takes literally half and honestly some weeks more. Sure. So yes, I am able to do all of these things that I enjoy because I don't count my partner as my child. And I think a lot of that has to do, like, I know, um, and that's not to say, like, I don't want you just to be like, oh, some weeks it's half and some weeks he takes more. Because I I can't even remember why, but there was just a few weeks ago, like, I was fucking out of it. I can't remember if I was sick or what, but it was a couple months ago. And I slept all day. Like... I, I, I wasn't feeling well. I you you kept the kids busy and and I was able to sleep and like recover and be halfway normal. And I can't oh, remember sure. what it was, but you know, it's it, but shit like that. Like it's not always 50-50. No. Sometimes it's 60-40 on one person. Sure. And the next week it's 70-30. Yeah, you know? sometimes like you have I, you have a really crazy week at work. And I'm doing pickups or dinners or whatever the case is. And then there's other weeks, like, especially during the holiday season, just because of how my mm-hmm. work is, like, where I have a crazy week at work and, and you're picking up the slack, you know? And, and I think that, like, when it happens enough, though, it just becomes normal. Right, right. right? And that, I think it goes, we just had a week like this. I think it goes um, not just physically busy too, but literally some weeks mentally, you have more to give than I do, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Yeah, and that's you know, and it's um, I think a lot of people, it's so it's practiced so uh, so little I should say not so often it's practiced so little that when it does happen in those relationships that it doesn't go over well, it's like a bomb dropping. 
in the middle of that relationship or that family or that household because they're like, you want me to do what? Like, mm-hmm. you know, the like having to man the house for maybe three days is like just not in some people's blood. Like, because they've never done it. I don't think it's, and I shouldn't say that as like it's a, um, they don't have the ability to do it or they're just not good at it because like, it's just not a part of their relationship standard. Yeah, ability is a learned right. thing. Everybody has the right. ability to do something. It's just that you don't practice and strengthen your ability enough to to do it. Right. Um, and, and it's because you're right. It's not part of that relationship standard. Like, you're leaving. I was just going to bring that up. You know, I'm leaving in yeah. two weeks for five or six days, five mm-hmm. nights, and I have I have zero care in the world. Oh, I have yeah. zero concern. I'm excited. I'm I can't pumped. wait to travel. And I can't wait for you to have some alone time with the kids. But am I worried that the house is going to start on fire or kids aren't going to get fed? Or, uh, you know, you see these silly memes on Facebook about how dads dress their kids. Like, am I worried about any of that kind of shit? Absolutely not. Because we've set a standard that we do everything right down the middle and we pick up when we need to pick up and we share the load. Yeah. And you're just as capable as I am. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm stoked. And I get to be alone for five days. Sure shit, you do. Yeah. <laughs> Holy heaven. But I was just gone for three days mm-hmm. in October, you know? Like, um, and boy, was that beautiful. I'm sure it was. It was, you know? And you're going to have a blast. Like, you're going to have a ton of fun in Seattle. And, and like, we're going to have a ton of fun here. You know, the next week's, like... It's in two weeks you leave. The weather looks like it's going to be decent. We're going to be able to get out and go. And it's like one thing that I appreciate is that I'm not like panicking about like how it's going to go because for the last, I don't know, four years, we've been doing this. Like, right. We, we made, we saw the need to make a change in how we, yeah, how we did things as a family or and as a couple. And, so like now of, that's paying off all of those nitty yeah. gritty conversations mm-hmm. and work changes and lifestyle changes are paying off because things, honestly, we had a really shitty week last week, but that came really easy. Like, yeah, it, it, it wasn't like, it, like just because one person in the relationship had a shitty week mentally doesn't mean that the whole entire relationship has fallen apart now. Because I'm not holding all of the weight. Yeah, exactly. And like what I really enjoy about it, and I'm actually thinking about it right now, and I guess I never realized it was a point, was that like you're going to go to Seattle and it could be a really good opportunity for me to freak the fuck out and stress out about how I'm going to get this, do this sure. and how I'm going to do that. But instead, it's, it's like, no, what am I going to do at night after the boys go to bed? How am I going to enjoy my time? Which day, because I already know I'm taking a day off of work mm-hmm. and spending it alone. Which day am I going to, am I going to take off, you know? Um, so it, it's just, it's, it's this, it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting thing to think about. Like, what if none of that would have ever happened? Right. You know, what if we weren't, you know, fairly decent at this already? And like, instead I would be panicking about like, oh my God, am I going to be able to make the dinners for the week? Right. Am what I gonna are we going to eat? Like, yeah, is the house going to be clean? What happens if laundry gets dirty? You know, things like that where, you know, so it's like, again, unique to our relationship, not just ours. I'm Other people are just uh, yeah, like I'm that, sure. I'm sure. But like, it's just one of those things that I think we've, 
made our own and going back to like the initial topic of the podcast is like that all encapsulates our relationship right now is like, is that it's a partnership. It's it's a partnership. It's and not this, the, the men do this mm-hmm. and the women do this. Yeah. It's yeah. everything's out on the table and we split it. You should plow my parents' driveway next time though. I'll give it a try. All right, cool. Mom, dad, I'm going to let <laughs> Tiffany kidding. drive the truck <laughs> and she's going to plow the driveway. I know you're listening to this. <laughs> so cool. Um, so we're coming up on an hour. Uh, 51 and a half minutes right now. Perfect. Good timing. Is there anything else you want to add? I don't know. How about you? No, no. I'm happy the marriage podcast is out of the way. I think we'll touch on it from time to time naturally because as, as it happens, we're married. Um, but like, I think. I think we kind of, I think I said everything I wanted to say. Like, um, maybe the only thing I didn't say is I cannot stand telling people that you're my wife. I hate that term, wife. It sounds possessive. Yeah, we didn't hit on that at all, but I think it it just, I think it's implied that, you know, we, we prefer to reference now since making changes in our relationship to our marriage as a partnership. And as we said before, when I will tell my friends, it's okay to not be married. It's just a contract. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, it's a contract that has some pretty weird connotations to it. <laughs> yeah. And like and to be honest, <laughs> and I'm not I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that. <laughs> when we woke up and and like I will say I was just listening to a podcast this week about spouses. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, a good one. it was a good one at your recommendation and one of the things they said that really struck a chord with me was um, why do I get to sign this contract and be in this contract with another person, but people who identify as a different sexuality do not get to be in this contract. Um, And it made me think of your brother and it made me think of my sister and just being like, yeah, like... like, why the fuck do I want to be in this? And I guess I would have thought about that, like, I wish I would have thought about that a little bit earlier, but it goes with the whole, I'm glad I'm married to you, but I wish I wasn't, right? Like It it can be done a different way. Yeah, like, I don't think our relationship would be any different right now if we didn't have rings on our finger. Exactly. And one of yours is broken anyways. I I did lose the diamond in my wedding ring. And I didn't panic because and we're nobody still gives a together. Shit. Yeah. I had like some, <laughs> some people were like, oh, you better buy her a new one. I was like, fuck that. Absolutely like, not. Why would I do that? Like one, she would rather me take her somewhere and like go do something than like buy another ring. Like, w- no, we're not going to do that. I think you're going to end up replacing your wedding ring eventually anyways, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I am. Yeah. So anyways. Okay. Cool. Good episode. Um, when will we be back? I don't know. Two weeks ish. I think. Well, it, actually, I I need to be realistic, and I'm going to be traveling, and and things are going to be weird for a little bit. So. Couple well, weeks. When you? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Couple weeks, we'll say. But the idea is is to have one out every other week, right? Yeah. Ish. <laughs> but like, let's not. 
let's not confine ourselves to that. Right. Because shit happens. Not good with deadlines. Kids get sick. Yeah. I get sick and tired. And <laughs> sometimes I just want to watch New Girl. Right. And not have to worry about a podcast. So, cool. So, we'll be back. Um, we don't know what the topic will be yet, but we have a running list and um, we'll be sure to post it up on wherever we're posting these things um, when it's ready. Another but we will see you then. She said, boy, why don't you sing songs anymore? And I said, I ain't got nothing to sing for. I'm not a singer anymore. Um, and she said, excuse me, but the person I married told me that they loved art. And I'll be damned if we're going to raise these kids to be boring squares so you're going to sing with your goddamn heart. So I'm singing again, and I'll give her that. She said, I hold too much, too close to my chest. She said, boy, I'm not going to be a goddamn punching bag. So I sang her a song, and it went like this. Mama put on red